This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Are you ready for a massive party at Millennium Park tomorrow? That's where the city will celebrate WNBA royalty, the Chicago Sky. Mission accomplished! That's it! For the first time in franchise history, the Chicago Sky are WNBA champions! It all came down to the fourth quarter when the Sky rallied in front of a packed house to beat the Phoenix Mercury 80-74 to in Game 4 of the series. The team's championship win is also the city's first basketball title in 20 years. Joining us to give the play-by-play is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Cheryl, you were courtside last night. Tell us about the energy in that arena. It was quite the sight. Uh, Friday's game and yesterday's game were something that if you weren't there, you couldn't understand how electric it was. The energy on Friday was so huge, and it was carrying over to, to yesterday's game. But it kind of was wilting a little bit because Phoenix had really started to dominate the game and they had a 14-point lead. But then as the sky came back and when uh, Candace Parker hit that three-pointer to tie the game at 72, the place went nuts because everyone knew at that point, with just a few minutes left, Mm -hmm. the win was theirs. Well, I know the game sort of threw us for a loop there, but, but let's talk about the odds here, Cheryl. It wasn't a typical season overall. Was it obvious from the start, would you say, that the Sky would at least make it this far? You know, when the Sky signed Candace Parker in February, and leading up to when the season was going to start, everyone predicted that the Sky could be in the postseason as the NBA Finals champion. However, when the season began, after a couple games, Candace Parker sprained her ankle, and she was out for nine games, and they went on a seven-game losing streak. So it didn't look so good. Then they had the Olympic break. And then, you know, they came back. It was just, just getting back into feeling things out. And they weren't great. They ended with a 16 and 16 marks. So you go, okay. But that was good enough to be the sixth seed in the playoffs. So it was the matter of just getting in, Sasha, yeah. matters at this point. And, and Cheryl, of course, you've been around this game for a <laughs> long time. You've covered 13 Chicago sports championships. What makes this one a little different? This one was different because all the things I've mentioned during a pandemic, you know, you had to do these things. Last year, they had to be in a bubble. You had the signing of a Naperville star in Candace Parker. Mm -hmm. You had two legendary players as far as when it comes to Chicago Sky and Ellie Quigley, who was from Peoria, who went to DePaul, to Courtney Vandersloot, one of the best NBA players as far as the Cisco. And so you have all these elements. And then you add in some of these young players that became a star on, in their own right. Kalia Copper, who last year we were starting to see a little bit of her energy and what she can do. And then she becomes an all-star this year, and she's named the NBA Finals. The kid from North Philly really played it out. So there's all these components. 
And I want to mention James Wade as the head coach and the general manager. He came on board in 2018. There was only two reporters besides some camera people that were at his press conference. Mm -hmm. And he said he wanted to win a championship and he thought he could and he did. And he deserves a lot of credit for how this team was rebuilt. Yeah, as you mentioned there, uh, Kalia Copper named the WNBA Finals MVP. Is she the next superstar, Cheryl? People say she's, she's got next. Yeah, yeah, she, she really does. Um, if you ever watch her enough, you could see her energy. She's kind of like the engine that makes things go because she's so fast. She's so dynamic. Yeah. And, and the thing is, that's hard to find an athlete like that with so much talent and being able to harness it and play within herself. And so Kalia, as well as Allie Quigley and, and Courtney uh, Vandersloot, they're all free agents, right? Is, is management going to yeah. try to keep them after this win? Well, it depends on how they handle their salary cap. It's, you know, they're going to really try. And, and I think, you know, Kalia knows that she's really loved and wanted here. She's going to be the harder one, I think, to sign because there's going to be other teams that are going to go after her. But you look at Courtney Vandersloot and her wife, Ellie Quigley, they're a pair. And, you know, they really set their foundation here. So I don't see them leaving. But, you know, stranger things have happened in yeah. sports. And speaking of Allie, 26 points? Where did that come from? <laughs> well, you know, here, here's a great story. On Saturday, they canceled their practice. They were supposed to have a practice, and they canceled their practice. But Ellie Quigley was in the arena practicing herself, just, you know, trying to hit her threes because she was struggling a little bit. And it was interesting when Kalia Copper mentioned that in the press conference yesterday because she said, we knew we were going to win because Ellie was still practicing when none of us were. And she had 11 points in that fourth quarter, and she was hitting her threes, and that turned the tide. Yeah, let's talk about that fourth quarter. I mean, my goodness. Are the Sky <laughs> a fourth quarter team, usually? Well, when you're in your home court and things are at stake like this, probably. But after what they did on Friday, we didn't know what to expect because they annihilated Phoenix. You know, they held them to only 26% shooting on Friday. That's the worst in WNBA history. And then when you look at this game, it's something about this makeup of this team, something about the leadership of Candace Parker and Courtney Vandersloot, something about the energy they had. And you know what? They've never played in front of a sold-out Trust Arena. And that was evident that it helped them once they started pecking at the deficit. Mm -hmm. And once they took the lead, the crowd came in. You had a chance to wrap it right there on the court side. Jesse Jackson is there. Lori Lightfoot. I mean, we're talking about they had celebrities there. And I think that also feeds into the narrative that this team is something that Chicago should be proud of and should really, really support. Cheryl, let's get back to talking about Candace Parker uh, here. <laughs> I mean, she just incredible. I, I I feel like this is such a well-deserved win. I mean, the, the, what a great story to be able to tell coming back home, bringing the championship title to this team. Uh, I saw folks, you know, saying all kinds of warm thoughts for her uh, yesterday online. I, I also saw your video on, on Twitter where I think it was right after the win and she was dribbling the ball, and, of course, you saw that child was sort of in the way, and she was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry, because she was so excited. Um, but yeah, talk about what that felt like, just kind of being there, and what, what do you got a chance to say to her. You know, the thing about Candace is the fact that she wanted to come home. We're talking about a 35-year-old veteran who's won a championship. She was a free agent, and she was convinced by James Wade and some of the players to come here, and she did. She knew her heart was here. And when you saw how she was so emotional at the end of the game, yeah, she, she had tears in her eyes. And the first thing she did was run to her mother and her father 
and her daughter, who were all there courtside, and the emotion she had. And she stood on top of a table. You know, she was she was expressing everything that she had been locked inside of her, knowing that this was possible and being able to release it. Yeah. And the fact is, she was the main reason why they won. I, I, the other players were important, but she's the reason why they made that next leap. She's the reason why that they were able to come back because she had the moxie. She has the basketball IQ to know how to push the buttons, and she did. She was like having another head coach on the court. And so to see her you know, go through this, and then afterwards she got emotional about her daughter, how important was it. The fact is that she's a, a working mom. And she's had to separate herself from her daughter in order to come to Chicago because her daughter was still in L.A. And how it was important that she did this. And her daughter said to her when they won, we did it. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. Well, let's hear a little bit from, from the horse's mouth. Here's Candace Parker herself talking about what the win meant. It feels amazing. I mean, my high school coach is here. I know Pat's watching. I mean, I got the whole city here. We got the whole city here. And it's just amazing how Chicago supports. I mean, we're champions for life now. Oh, my gosh. Chills just hearing her <laughs> hearing her speak. Uh, you know, she's she's goat status here, right, at this point? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, the thing is, when you win a championship, there has to be somebody that has to be labeled that. And that's her at this point. Yes, absolutely. She's a Hall of Famer. She's somebody that has put Chicago and the Chicago sky in the WNBA on the map mm-hmm. nationally. And that's important because the league needs one of the big cities to have a champion like this. And she did it. Do you think we're going to see a lot more Chicago Sky fans join the bandwagon? I, I got to say, Cheryl, my dad, who <laughs> lives in Toronto, was was all about this series. And I mean, unfortunately, missed the game live yesterday, but actually took the time to catch up on the replay <laughs> last night. So I think I've converted one. Uh, but what do you think? Going forward, I kept I kept hearing people that were there saying that that was their first games and that they were going to come back. It'll be interesting to see how their season ticket sales go up. I think it will. I don't know if we'll see the numbers we've seen on Friday and yesterday, but I think we'll see an increase as long as they could keep this team pretty much together. As you mentioned, the free agents that that are available. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the fact is, they have a product that's worth going and paying and seeing. And remember, they didn't have fans at the beginning of the year. And so fans finally being able to get in there and provide the energy, it's not a bad way to spend a day or night. Absolutely. So are you covering the the rally for the sky at the Millennium Park tomorrow? Um, right now, I think I need to get some sleep. I've only had a couple of <laughs> No, 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 Cheryl. There, there's no rest. <laughs> <laughs> I've, you know what, you know, as you mentioned, I've covered 13 championships and I was at Grant Park for the, you know, the Bulls and I used to have to go on the air and do a whole like five hours of it. I'm I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think there aren't too many details so far about the celebration. I guess they'll come out later today, but we do know it'll be sometime tomorrow and that it will be at uh, Millennium Park. What do you think, Cheryl, with all that experience you just talked about, right, covering these 13 Chicago championships over the course of your career, what do you think needs to be top of mind next season for the Sky? I think, number one, signing those free agents. Number two, really marketing this team during the off season. They have to market this team much more than they have. That's really important. And number three, the media has to start covering it. When when myself and Andy Constable from the Sun-Times are the only two people on a Zoom call, that's ridiculous. Yeah, That's ridiculous. And, and they showed up yesterday, but they got to be there during the regular season too, not just when it's playoffs. 
What do you think this means for women's sports and, and the WNBA overall, this win? I think it's huge to have a big market, to have a brand of players that you can market. And, and the fact is that this was a fun team to watch. You know, they had their ups and downs, but you have you have different people. I, I haven't even mentioned the people like Stephanie Dolson, who was important in the, in the latter part of that game, and uh, Esri Stevens, who grew into her role. So there are players here that are marketable, that are interesting, and are really damn good players to watch. Well, we'll certainly be, be keeping an eye, continuing to watch. We're super excited. Thank you for the update. That is WBEZ sports contributor Cheryl Ray Stout. Cheryl, get some rest. <laughs> Always a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's it for today's Reset. For more of our interviews, subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.